I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to an off-season-ish edition of the Outside the Box podcast. It's episode number 189. Guys, we're 11 episodes away from 200 of these things. And it's going to hit right on the anniversary of us making our Twitter account, so that's pretty dope. Uh, but it's episode 189 of OTB. KB and DJ coming at you. We got a lot to talk about. A very heavy NLL show is the NLL season two months out from uh, from opening weekend, face-off weekend, just about two months away. We have our full schedule. We're going to dive into the schedule, where I'll be this season, potential spots DJ is going to be at this season. Uh, we're going to rank the top announcement videos for each team's schedule, and we're also going to get into this PLL TV deal thing that we all knew was coming. But now it's officially out in the open, and you know we kind of have a little bit of details about some things. But before we get started, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Our friends at Tomahawk Shades, kind of owned by two uh, GOAT lacrosse players, Kyle Harrison, GOAT in the pro world. Chris Hogan used to play lacrosse, then he played football, then he played lacrosse, now he's playing football. Uh, they own the company. Uh, so go to TomahawkShades.com, check out all of their sunglasses, blue light glasses, their fall apparel collection, the small batch collective, everything they have to offer at TomahawkShades.com. And when you go to check out, use our promo code USP, you get 25% off the, the entire order. Just ridiculous. 25% off. Uh, you're not going to find a deal like that anywhere else. 25% off TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP. Our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the official vodka of the underground, you guys can go to statesidevodka.com, get the vodka soda party packs uh, while they're still available. Those things fly off the shelves. Uh, and you can also get the single flavor four packs at statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, go to kenwoodbeer.com. DJ, they got new shirts in stock at Kenwood Beer, and they are absolute fire. They just announced that they are uh, back in stock on their shop. Today, I'm going to show DJ these bad boys in real time. It's, it's, they're fire. I can't wait to get mine. Um, cause I'm going to be purchasing this bad boy like immediately. It's that clean. Uh, but you guys can go to kenwoodbeer.com, check out their merch, and use the Kenny trackers who's got Kenwood on tap. Look at this shirt, DJ. Oh, that's fire. Look at this shirt. That's fire. I'm definitely going to have to get one of those. Look at that thing. So go to KenwoodBeer.com. You guys can get your hands on uh, Philadelphia's Light Beer. Supports its local bartender's shirt. It's black. It's got cream lettering. Old school bartender. 
uh, with the old school mustache on his face. And um, you got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please not to purchase the the merch, but you got to be 21 or older to crack open a Kenny and use the Kenny tracker. Uh, But of course, please drink responsibly. DJ, we have our NLL schedule. It is here. It is wild. And I cannot wait. The NLL is upon us. Oh, I'm so excited. Obviously, like uh, Dick's tape said on Twitter, he's like, I think this is the year I finally become like immersed in the NLL. (laughs) I've been working on it, but like TSN and it's so hard to watch here. You know, I watch what I can on YouTube, but now that like I have a chance to fully be invested, this this is the year. So like we've mentioned plenty of times before, I'm on the prowl for a team. He said, you were, you were kind of like Drake. Ooh, I needed that. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. This is this is the, the testing period, obviously, for DJ. He's going to go full season, analyze how these teams play. Uh, I know you have some that are at the forefront of the, the early you know analysis process since you've been able to watch all these 2019 games on YouTube. Thank you, NLL, for putting those games up. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot wait. The schedule's here. There are some big-time uh, matchups on opening weekend, some changes from the initial face-off weekend announcement. Um, so... I just can't wait. The official press release, the National Lacrosse League, the largest and most successful professional lacrosse property in the world today, revealed its full 2021-22 schedule, beginning with face-off weekend December 3rd and 4th. Early highlights of the slate include the standalone first contest featuring the Vancouver Warriors at San Diego Seals on Friday, December 3rd. Friday night lacks prime time. Let's get this bad boy cooking with a beautiful matchup. Uh, we get a 2019 NLL Finals rematch between Calgary and Buffalo on Saturday, December 4th. We get the first game uh, in Fort Worth, Texas on December 10th, and the return of the NLL to Hamilton, Ontario on December 4th uh, when Toronto hosts Albany because they'll be playing in Ontario this season. And uh, we also get our first game back in Albany on December 18th. Each team will play nine home and nine away contests during the season. TSN will broadcast a regular season game of the week on linear television, as well as distribute every regular season game on its digital platforms, the TSN app or TSN.ca. Other broadcast networks and schedules will be announced soon, which we may or may not have some tea on what some of those potential things are. We're not allowed to say, but we can tease. We we know where the NLL might be in the U.S. So stay tuned. I'm I'm. This is pure guessing too. Within the next two weeks, we'll know what broadcast platform. I would say they got to announce before training camp. That's my guess. You can, you can't go into training camp and not have a TV partner ready for the U.S. market. Yeah, and I mean, especially with the way the game has blown up in the past few years with the PLL, like. People are looking to get into the NLL, especially in the United States. Like, not having a TV schedule will one hinder how many people will watch because they'll start setting plans, and two, just it just will take away from the momentum that the sport's picking up on. Yeah. So, uh, in addition to that Warriors Seals game, Calgary and Buffalo in the the championship rematch, uh, and renewals of many classic rivalry 
uh, contests of note that NLL fans will be circling on their calendars, according to this press release, include Saturday, December 4th, Albany Firewolves at Toronto Rock. First game in Hamilton's first Ontario Center since the Ontario Raiders played there in 1998, DJ. That's so long ago. <laughs> I was I five. wasn't even born yet. <laughs> and it is the first game for uh, relocated Albany. Saturday, December 4th, Panther City Lacrosse Club at the Philadelphia Wings. What a way to kick off Terry Kaluski's uh, coaching career uh, as the head coach of Panther City. Just going right back to Philadelphia. So we'll be able to see DK opening weekend for the inaugural contest for Panther City. We also have Saturday, December 4th, my personal game of the week, Saskatchewan at Halifax, a rematch of the classic matchup from 2019-2020 that ended in overtime with Saskatchewan winning 16-15. to That's like an all-time classic game. Like, I know we didn't start getting into lacrosse here and me personally since, until like 2018-2019, but in my time watching lacrosse, whether it's NLL, MLL, PLL, college, that is one of the best games I have ever watched, period, point blank. No doubt about it. It will forever be in my top five. I mean, that was an awesome game. I wasn't able to watch the full game. I saw highlights, but like the highlights were enough. To so get good. Whoa, this game was the back and forth. It goes to overtime. Like that game was unbelievable. Um, Friday, December 10th, we have Vancouver at Panther City for the first home game in Fort Worth and first ever NLL game in Texas. Saturday, December 11th, we have Calgary at Saskatchewan and Buffalo at Rochester in the first of three matchups throughout the season between these division rivals. Friday, December 17th, San Diego at Calgary. First time Dane Doby comes back to Calgary with his new squad. Uh, December 18th is a Saturday as well. We've got Rochester at Albany for the first game in Albany since the Albany attack in 2003. For the relocated Firewolves franchise. Uh, Saturday, February 5th. And Saturday, March 19th. We have the Georgia Swarm at the Albany Firewolves. So we obviously get return of University of Albany standouts. Miles and Lyle Thompson playing back in their backyards. In Albany with the Georgia Swarm. Saturday, March 26th. The New York Riptide at Albany Firewolves. The return of Callum Crawford to play against his former franchise in their new home um, where he led the team in scoring the past two seasons and a league best 727 win percentage in the 2019-2020 season. Saturday, April 2nd, the Buffalo Bandits at Colorado Mammoth, which features a matchup of number one and number two ranked goaltenders, Matt Vince and Dylan Ward, as voted by the NLLPA player poll. Uh, and week 22, the final week of the regular season, is from April 29th to the 30th. We'll see every team in action in conference matchups with many potential playoff seeding positions on the line. I am just, I'm over the moon for this schedule. Um, I have where I will be for most of the season between Philadelphia and New York because those are the two teams that are, one, the closest drives. And two, we've been credentialed with them in the past, so hopefully uh, that that trend continues. But we have the schedules for both teams, and we'll start with the Wings, DJ. And the Wings have 
one of the most favorable early season schedules I think I've ever seen for any sports team. They have, uh, through February 5th, their first, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11, their first 11 games, eight of them are at home. You're telling me you're giving the Philadelphia Wings an 8 out of 11 advantage to start the season in a packed Wells Fargo Center that puts in there like ten to 11,000 fans a game who have not been to a, a Wings lacrosse game at home since March 7th of 2020? Good luck. Yeah, I mean, they're, that's you can't ask for a better setup, you know, in, in terms of home and away, especially to start your season, like, Obviously, that means out of their next seven games, only one of them is going to be home. But if you can win those first eight out of 11 that you have at home, you got a pretty good chance of making the playoffs because you're already almost at 500. Like To start where you're comfortable as well will help get those early season jitters out of the way and will really help in them progressing throughout the year. Yeah, I actually made it say seven of their first 11. Still, same thing, same concept. You're given a, a huge advantage early on. Um, and then this is the full wing schedule. Like we said, they open up against Panther City December 4th at home. The Wells Fargo Center is going to be bananas that game, and I cannot wait. Uh, then following that week, week two, Friday night lacrosse at the Wells Fargo Center against the New York Riptide. Give me a Philly-New York rivalry game early in the season. Love it. Uh, then December 18th, Saturday night in a world of possibilities. Shout out to our friends, the Arkells. Philly goes up to Toronto uh, to play the Rock. That game should be a bloodbath, back and forth, very close game, I would say, between those two teams. And then a stretch of five out of six at home. January 8th, home against Georgia. January 15th, home against Albany. January... 22nd home against Rochester January 23rd so a back-to-back uh home and home weekend January 23rd is against the Riptide January 29th they go on the road for the first time in a month and a half uh to play Georgia and then they come back home February 5th to play the Rock and then February 12th they go on the road at Halifax then February 26th on uh their home turf against Halifax so they'll be at the Wells Fargo Center then. Then March 12th, they'll be up in Banditland against the Bandits. Uh, March 26th, on the road against Rochester. And here's my favorite one of the season. Thursday night lacrosse. Again, the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Get In The Whole Pod, and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you're an OG OTB listener, you know we have yearned and begged and pleaded and hoped for Thursday Night Lacrosse at some point throughout the NLL's existence and for it to be happening this year, the return of fans in the stands, the return of the NLL in general, 
and it's the Philadelphia Wings at home against the Buffalo Bandits Thursday night, prime time, March 31st. Are you kidding me? Let's go. I don't know how much traveling I'll be doing during the NLL season, but I will be at that game. Not only yeah. like is it going to be bananas, it's a Thursday night, and Blaze is playing all of his teammates that are on the chaotic band. Yep. It doesn't get better than a Thursday night game between <sighs> Philly and Buffalo. Need it in my veins. Uh, Saturday, April 2nd starts the final stretch for the wing season, four straight road games. Um, they'll be on the road against the riptide April 8th, Friday night out in San Diego. Uh, so get your coffee ready East coasters because it's a 10 o'clock start, uh, on the East coast against San Diego. April 16th, they're on the road against Albany, and then the regular season wraps up Saturday night, April 30th, down in Georgia, Wings, Georgia, potential playoff seating on the line, which I love. I love this schedule for the Wings. Early season home games in front of a, a crazy, rabid Wings fan base that packs the Wells Fargo Center as well as they do to get that early season momentum, stack some wins against not inferior teams, but you're a much more talented team than I would say Panther city. I would say the riptide. I would say Albany. I'd say Rochester. Um, you're going to go toe to toe with Toronto, probably split with them one way or another. You have a potential to split with Halifax. You have a potential to split with Buffalo. There's a ton of opportunity early in the season for the wings to rack up wins and put themselves in a position to be a, a hardcore playoff team. I mean, to start with, you know, the talent on your schedule that isn't going to be the best, it almost seems like, you know, in high school or college when your coach sets you up against, you know, the not-so-good non-conference team so you can get your feel together as a team, get your chemistry going. That's pretty much what the Wings are going to have. They're going to have that competition that's good, but – it's not quite their level. So they'll be right. able to fix small things and adjust and just get back into the field of the game so that when they do run into a Buffalo, a Toronto, a San Diego, a Georgia, they're ready, they're prepped. They don't have to go through those things and fix those things early season, whereas, you know, it's already taken care of. And it's mostly the, the Wings only have two Western Conference opponents this year with Panther City opening weekend and then in April when they go out to San Diego. Rest of the schedule is all the new Eastern Conference, which is 2019-2020's Eastern Conference combined with 2019-2020's North Conference. Um, so, I mean, there's potential early on to rack up those wins, knock those lesser teams down too, and really assert yourself to the top. Um, so I'm a big fan of this wing schedule. I will be at most of these. If I'll be at all of the home games for sure. Um, I was like looking through everything. I was like, yep, I'll be at all these home games. So every wings home game, you will catch me there. Um, and then their road games against the riptide. You'll also see me there riptide schedule. Um, they open up at home against Rochester on Saturday, December 4th, Friday, December 10th. They come to Philadelphia. Obviously, uh, they have a two game weekend that weekend. So Friday, Sunday for the riptide. So they'll be at Philly, and then they'll come home and play against Georgia at 3 o'clock on Sunday. I should be at that game. 
Um, so I'll be there for George's uh, back half of their doubleheader. Then they go on the road. This is a fun one too, DJ. We had Thursday night lacrosse for the Wings. We have New Year's Eve lacrosse with the Riptide and Colorado Mammoth out in Colorado. Whoa. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be awesome. The game's in Colorado. They pack that place like no other. It's going to be an electric environment New Year's Eve uh, with the Riptide in Colorado. What time and is then, that? Eastern time. Uh, 8 o'clock. Okay. So right before the party starts. Right before the party starts. We'll have lacrosse on New Year's Eve. What Pre-game a way to end the year. Pre-game with NLL and you go out and party. Like, what a way to end it. Just a banger. And it's a great matchup because I think the Riptide are going to be great this year, like much better than they were in their inaugural season. And then Colorado, I think, is going to be a, a close to, if not a playoff team. They have good potential to be a playoff team. I mean, anything with Zed Williams on it has a chance. To and Dylan Ward, like, Hello. let's ride. <laughs> like, that man's is the, one of the best goalies I've ever seen with yeah. my own two eyes. Uh, then New York kicks off the new year January 8th at Halifax. And then Saturday, January 15th, they're home against Panther City. Uh, then Sunday, January 23rd, they're at Philadelphia. Um, Saturday, January 29th, they're home against Buffalo. Saturday, February 12th, uh, they are down in Georgia. February 26th, Saturday night versus Toronto. Saturday, March 5th, they're at Toronto. Saturday, March 12th, they're at Rochester. Saturday, March 26th, home against Albany. Saturday, April 2nd, home against the Wings. Saturday, April 9th, they're at Buffalo. Saturday, April 16th, they're home against Rochester. April 23rd, which is also a Saturday, home against Halifax. And then they end the regular season Saturday, April 30th, 7 o'clock p.m. at Albany. So not a bad schedule for the Riptide either. I think their two Western Conference games are Panther City and Colorado. Um, Again, like they have an opportunity early in the season. It's not as easy. I think their their one matchup that they'll have a a real advantage in is Rochester um, because I think offensively they're more talented. Um, But, I mean, they they have an early season gauntlet where they go Rochester, Philadelphia, Georgia, Colorado, Halifax. That's a tough five-game stretch to open your season. You could see the Riptide open up one and four, but then they get Panther City, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Georgia. Again, does not get easy, but you also can't think of this Riptide team in the same stratosphere that they were in in 2019-2020. You have to remember, they have Jeff T. They have Callum Crawford. They've upgraded this team in a number of ways to be much better than they were when they finished with one win in their inaugural season. Yeah, I mean, I would be an all-time New York Riptide fan if they bring back Dime Man and put him at the top of their power play. Like, I'd go crazy. Like, the man's signed to a contract and never plays. Like, drives me nuts. (laughs) Played a little bit in 2019-2020, but not as much as we would have loved to have seen. Want to see more. And it's like that will just take their offense to the next level. Like they, like you said, they're very talented on offense. It's their transition, their defense that is a little shaky that scares you. So they have potential this year, I think, to possibly sneak into the playoffs, but they're more so looking to find their identity. And 
set up what kind of team they want to be. Draft players are going to come in and help them and really set themselves up to be a powerhouse in the next three to four years. Yeah, I'm excited to see like what type of leap they take. New head coach, new system, new players. I'm I'm very excited to watch this Riptide team. So most of the Riptide games I'll be at this year will be later in the season. Obviously, the Wings take precedence, one, because they're closer in travel distance for me, and it's the hometown team. We we cover them for, you know, across the board. Um, so we'll be at every single Wings home game. Um, and then matching up games, the first uh, game for the Riptide I'll be at will be that Sunday, December 12th, uh, when they take on Georgia. And then the next game I will be at for them will potentially so here's the funny thing dj the riptide play on january 15th at home the wings play on january 15th at home the wings game on the 15th though is a 12 p.m start so it's an afternoon game on saturday the riptide game doesn't start until 7 30 p.m so depending on how long the game for the wings press conferences and how everything is handled with that um goes i would assume be done around 3 3 30 potentially might pull a jimmy neutron got a blast head up to long island and take in panther city and riptide and if you do that'll be one of those days that i text you and tell you that i can't wait to grow up and be because <laughs> that is that awesome. is my favorite bit that you like have put it out into the universe i crack up every time I am just trying to be like you. You're out here doing the thing, bro. Bro, you're out here calling hockey games. What are you talking about? Hey, I mean, they asked me to come back. I'm like, what else am I doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, you're. they asked you to come back. You're like, man, that makes me that much more like KB. <laughs> like, yep, there it is. One step closer. Check the box. Play-by-play announcer. Check. Boom. <laughs> That's hilarious. So as that game gets closer, I will let everybody know if I will be at the Coliseum for Riptide Panther City. Uh, January 29th, I will be at the Riptide game because the Wings are down in Georgia. Riptide Buffalo, like sign me up. Jeff T. Callum Crawford against the Chaos Boys. Let's fucking go. Like that's a must-see game. Um. Next game I will be at will be March 26th when the Riptide take on Albany. Should be a very entertaining game. Uh, and then obviously April 2nd when they host the Wings, I will be there. Uh, and then their next two when the Wings are on the road, April 16th and April 23rd, Rochester, Halifax, respectively for the Riptide. I will also be there. So the nice thing for my travel schedule for the NLL this year for the most part Early season in the winter, it's just a short little nice 45-minute drive to Philadelphia. Later in the spring, when it's not snowing and blizzarding in New York and on Long Island, close to the ocean, I'll be on Long Island. Which is dope. I mean, I've I've been looking. There's 13 teams. Two are in Canada. Three are in Canada. So that knocks me down to 10. There's the Within like decent travel distance. <laughs> I say that can knock me down to a possibility of getting to all 10 stadiums within this season. Which will Yeah, because West Coast it- wise is Saskatchewan, Calgary, Vancouver. And then you got San Diego, Colorado, 
And who am I forgetting in the West? Oh, Panther City. Yep, Fort Worth. And it's just so that I mean that'll make a big difference in what team I choose to be my favorite. I mean, your fan base has to be pretty legit. I mean, I'm a Packers fan. If you know anything about cheese, yes, you know they're they're not and I'll say the fan base is that are probably on par with that across the board in the NLL from what I've been able to see so far. No particular order. Colorado, Buffalo, Philadelphia, Halifax, Saskatchewan. Those five, just from TV and being in person, ridiculous. It is like a, it is, it's a party. I mean, that's what I'm here for, party vibes, like. Throw a party in there. Like, have you you've ever been to an NHL game? It's a literal party in there. Everybody's just screaming and standing and drinking and throwing stuff. And it's just we're there to have a good time. And then you leave. Colorado has a teddy bear toss. What? So there's a particular game where they toss teddy bears onto the floor <laughs> and in between like, periods. I think it might be during halftime. Trying to get to center field or like it is. Let me look this up. What is it for? Because I know it's for like a charity. That is crazy. Um, but the entire floor is covered in teddy bears. That is awesome. Like, the only thing uh, I can think of is like puck throw where you try and get the center eyes. So they do it after the Mammoth score their – this was in 2019. After the Mammoth score their first goal of the second quarter – Fans are encouraged to throw teddy bears onto the turf to be donated to locally based nonprofit, a precious child to give gifts to kids who may otherwise go without things during the holiday season. Super awesome, uh, you know, charity and everything. And then this was 2019 that they posted this. Yeah. So November 2019. So over the past two seasons, over 5,000 teddy bears have hit the turf at the Loud House. That is awesome. First it's off, so dope. The Loud House crazy it's so dope when they post the video of it too colorado social team does such a good job with it and you just see all these teddy bears fly from the stands over the glass onto the floor it's so sick that is sick um but yeah those are where we'll be that's where i'll be for most of the season in terms of coverage wise potentially some other games along the way um but dj i think we need to get to what we're really here for Ranking the announcement videos from the social teams because you guys know we love our social media banter with our NLL teams. It's how we like start. We got our first little mini break. Shout out to Tyler Brocious, former social media manager of the New England Black Wolves, who ripped us. I don't know if I told this story with you on the pod, DJ. So back in 2018, 2019, we do picks during the NLL season for every single game have a whole pick segment this year. It'll be brought to you by our friends at Play Pickup, the best place to play the headlines, play the hottest headlines in sports, start building your fan profile, rack up points, cash them in for prizes. Go check out our friends at playpickup.com. So Tyler, uh, who is now one of like my really good friends, uh, he, he also went to Quinnipiac with Pat Pitts. He's the one who introduced me to Pat Pitts. Um, so Tyler was running social media for... New England, the Black Wolves, and the Connecticut Sun when they were owned by the same owners. And all of us picked against New England that week when they were playing. I forget if they were playing the Wings or not. Um, and it 
irks my soul that the New England Black Wolves account no longer exists, so I can't search it, um, which makes my heart break. Um, but whoever they were playing, we all picked against them because we didn't think they were going to be any good. We, we thought they would be like mid-tier, like 500 type of team, and they end up winning. And my silly ass was taking a nap during some of these games. I was exhausted from work. I wake up, my phone is blowing up, like, ding, ding, ding. I was like, what is going on? Go and look. New England Black Wolves quote tweeted the tweet with some sarcastic banter. That was the beginning of a beautiful friendship with the New England Black Wolves organization as a whole. And just like our first like look at how good NLL social media can be. So we're going to go and rank our favorite uh, NLL schedule announcement videos. And it's brought to you by our friends at Play Pickup, like we said. Um, DJ, I'll let you go first. Which one of these announcements for the schedules was your favorite? Oh, by far Fort Worth. Like, it was hilarious. Had me on the floor dying, like. The use of all the memes in the videos was absolutely perfect. And I like the way they highlighted certain games. Like their their month road trip was like it was like a 30-second video, but it talked about like five different games and it was on point. I was like, this is what we need from every team. Like, yes. like I told you off pot, I was like, they should have made it mandatory that every team made a schedule release video because these were perfect. They were so good. Fort Worth, I was cracking up and like before we started recording too. I, you were playing it, and I was like, I have had the movie line, Warriors come out to play, stuck in my head for over 24 hours. Because it was on there like four times. Four times, and it just got progressively like more like elongated and like hilarious. It's like, oh, they're hyped to play for Vancouver. It was like the voices warriors like it's just stuck in it is it is melted into my brain sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work and with the rise of streaming platforms new tv shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch well that's where streamer season comes in the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. It literally was was spot on. Like, it doesn't get better than that kind of content. Like, they it's so are, good to be, to be an expansion team that's stepping in. Their media team is doing everything the right way to get people noticing Fort Worth and to get them want to hop on the train. Like, like I told you off pod, I was like, I might just forget all existing teams and just hop on the Fort Worth bandwagon because they're new and I'm new. Like, it's there. They're new. You're new. You love their jerseys. Definitely need a purple one, though. If their alternate is not purple, I will go crazy. Yeah. 
the Warrior or the uh, Panther City video, definitely top tier, definitely on my list. Um, what's your number two? Ironically, New York. It was very basic. Saturday was, Night Live. Yeah, but like it was, it was spot. Like it's very New York to mm-hmm. do Saturday Night Live and bring those guys in that way. And like, of course, they had Jeff T in it. Like, how could you not? So it's like Saturday that. night and one Sunday. <laughs> That's the part that got me. It's like, oh, and yeah, I'm a we- huge, I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan too. So like, it pandered right to me. It was like, yes, let's do this. Big fan of. I was like, that's that's great. Like no other way to embrace New York and Long Mm -hmm. Island to do Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and then snip in that one little Sunday. (laughs) That was the best Saturday night and one Sunday, just one. (laughs) That was great. Uh, And what was your number three? We'll go. We'll go top three. The rest of them didn't really excite me. But it was something about the seals coming the out. Seals the seals one got me good. I was like that, like one, like Navy seals, and like obviously like seals in the water. But like the fact they were in full gear, like tripped me out. I was like, that's like heavy. Like, are you okay? Did you drown under there? Because that's heavy. And then also like, then they were doing the bit with uh, Fort Worth, like sea lions versus seals or something like that. Because I guess the uh, Fort Worth the video they used for the seals was like sea lions and not actual seals yeah and i mean i love the teams going all in on like the tiktok trends too like the seals did a full-blown tiktok video um and it was like just the initial like very not cringy but like that very like on brand like tiktok dance with the cheerleaders and and salty and then (laughs) the one where it was like what my black cat thinks he looks like and then reality's like <laughs> that that part of the video went on so much longer than I expected it to. I mean that was that was the point that everybody was staying for. <laughs> the funny part. The rest of it was all serious. And then the one after that with Calgary and the caption was like, this motherfucker is dead serious. I was like, this is great. This I'm is watching great. it right now. And it, it's just so good. Like the the Albany where the, the person is howling at the wolf. It's like, what is going on here? The roughneck treadmill. Oh my god. The Saskatchewan life one was great. It's like, uh, I guess I lied because I can't see anything. And then the the Philly accent one with Bradley Cooper was hilarious. I mean, anything with a Philly accent is hilarious. You watch the Phillies on TV. You go down to Del Sandro's, get cheesesteak. I'm from Delco. You can even go to the right spot for a cheesecake. You go down to the Jersey Shore. You want Grey Hogan discount prices on beer? You you go down to <laughs> we go to Lee's Hoagies, <laughs> and then the the horses in the drive through. Oh, perfect! So good. I was like this big is fan of out. San Diego. They, they, they San Diego's like content team as a whole 
just does a phenomenal job. And I'm just asking San Diego, we appreciate your work. We love what you do. You have great uniforms, great jerseys, very fun team. We like what you guys do. Why don't you follow us back on Twitter? What are we doing? You're one of four. You could you could you could end that trend and follow us on Twitter. And if I'm not mistaken, they would be the final team in the Western Conference to follow us. They're the only team in the West that doesn't follow us on Twitter, DJ. Maybe that's why they don't win. Look at we that. could I mean I know they signed Dane Doby. Following us on Twitter would be their biggest achievement of the offseason. <laughs> I know you didn't just throw us over Dane. <laughs> no shade to Dane. All respect. Nothing but respect. But you podcast could make the biggest science. move of the offseason and really activate some podcast science by following us on Twitter, San Diego. Podcast science is real. Don't just believe us. Look at the PLL championship. Just saying. The proof is in the pudding. I'm still recovering from that Sunday. I just choose not to think about it. <laughs> what a time. Leaving the stadium at what? It was like 4.30, I think. Once that happened. Me leaving D.C. at midnight. <laughs> oh, my. There's no reason we should have been in D.C. that long. But very thankful for it. Um, San Diego's video is great. Halifax. Shout out to the homie Tyson Geik. Very, like, it's very cool when you can, like, watch a piece of content and be like, oh, I know who made that. And it's, like, from a brand or from a company or from a team. And it's like, oh, I can tell who made that. You could tell Tyson put his fingerprints all over that video. And it was very cool to watch that, like, come to life. Because Tyson is one of the most talented people I've ever interacted with, even though I've never met him which I'm hoping changes this season. Hopefully the Halifax crew comes down to Philadelphia in February. Let's have a time. Let's have some fun. Um, Very awesome video from Halifax. Big fan of their announcement video. But to the teams that just put out a schedule graphic, come on, guys. Show, show a little creativity. I know you're more creative than that. Do yeah, us all like, a favor. Go back to the drawing board. Do a little, do a little more. I could have used a little more. Like, you know, it would have been cool. I just had this idea pop in my head. Although it's only like two or three or four months, do a mini little calendar, do a calendar shoot, something like that. Give us, give us a little something. We want the content. We want it from you. Don't just give us a graphic. Graphics look nice, but we want more. We know you're capable of more. One thing I miss that I wish we saw in in these schedule releases were highlights of old games against those teams. Like some of the hype moments, like, Oh, you guys scored an OT game winner against Calgary, put that in and then put the date the next time you play Calgary, or, you know, there's a big hit from when you play Georgia. Okay. You play Georgia this day, you throw that clip over it. Like highlights can, you can never go wrong putting out a highlight video, no matter what it is, which I will give credit. Buffalo did that. Although it wasn't for each team. They put highlights, and it was kind of like a, a revenge tour type of video with Josh and Dane in it. Um, 
and it definitely like had me wanting to run through a brick wall. Like that video was hype. There was fights in it. There was insane goals you had. I think it was Josh. Let me watch here. If I'm not, yeah, uh, yeah, you had Josh like running up the wall, <laughs> just like an absolute lunatic. Um, very dope video, and like the the music selection was great. The the just like the editing and splicing of the clips was very clean. And then just Josh and Dane are like the boys. So like to see that video was really cool. And then just the like schedule card reveal at the end. Very like clean, classy, like hype video type. That was really cool to see. Yeah. And then, you know, like that's like almost quote unquote, like as basic as you can go. Like you have tons and tons and tons of clips of highlights. And I mean, it doesn't take long to make a small calendar card with all of the dates on it. Like, that's very simple, something you can do in a night. Like, don't deprive the fans of something they really want to see. And don't deprive yourself of gaining new fans or, you know, bringing popularity to yourself and, and your squad by doing something that we consider to be simple, but mm-hmm. what other people find to be magical. Did you watch Saskatchewan? I did. I like theirs, too, because it's different. They, like, went around, did, like, the photo trend, held up, like, the Polaroid-looking thing. Very cool video. I didn't get a chance to watch that one initially. I'm like going through it now. Very good video. Very different approach, and I like it. I like the creativity there. Um, big fan. And they used like players when they were playing against those teams and different landmarks and stuff. I, I like that video a lot. Good job, Saskatchewan. I'm not surprised. Very creative team. Uh, and also... I'm not knocking this one. It was hilarious when I watched it, but you have to like know the reference to understand it. Rochester's video was fucking hilarious. Yes, it was. It was funny. I died, but it was like, and if like you I didn't get the died. reference, it's dance moms. Yeah. And it's like, I got that. I got the reference cause I knew, but I got that feeling that like, this isn't as necessarily as good as some of the others because other people won't understand. Like, yeah, it was, a great video, great concept, but it was like almost like tailored audience, kind mm-hmm. of which is to- you know? totally understandable. Exactly. Um, but it was if you got it and were watching it, I was I was laughing out loud the entire time because it's one, it's a TikTok trend, two, dance moms, and like the way that they approached it with just like the seriousness in the delivery, so funny. Like when she said. Uh, about all you're new here. You have a lot to prove. I collapsed. Top bins, top tier commentary, top drawer, upper ninety. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes. 
Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Robin's time. What's up? We're back. When she said the one about the wing, we remember what happened last time. If you don't remember what happened last time, there was 102 penalty minutes the last time those two teams played. I was at that game. Fights literally every two minutes. It was amazing. Those two teams were just at each other's throats the entire night. 102 penalty minutes. That was unreal. It was so great. Um, very funny video. I was I was laughing my ass off with Rochester. Those were my five. Expected a little more from the wings, but I love the simplicity of the schedule card. Got my schedule and my calendar that much easier, so I appreciate that. Just want a little more. But to the teams that delivered with the fun videos, the creative videos, job well done. Kudos. Job done very well. Like like I said, I'm still immersing into the league. So, you know, these – That puts brownie team, points in DJ's eyes. I'd say every team that does anything, like brownie points are a serious thing right now. Like I'm big fandom guy. Like – I buy all you're a big content guy. You look at content all the time, all day. Like, I mean, all I do is work at FedEx overnight right now. So <laughs> if I'm not at FedEx, I'm scrolling on Twitter nine right. times out of 10. Like, and it's like, like we talk my- about it all the time. Like you, you want to see tweets from certain PLL accounts more than some other teams because of how they're branded. Like yep. you, you go to content heavy teams like Redwoods, like chaos, like the water dogs, because you know there's going to be fun, original, crazy content as opposed to like a whip snakes or a cannons because they're more, you know, like suit and tie. They're more, you know, traditional type team. You want to see the fun content from these NLL teams because you're trying to get pandered to. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, sell, sell me, please. Like, tell me that pen is the greatest pen in the world and why I should have it. Like, <laughs> why is your team the absolute best? Like, as my dad said, you need if you are a good salesman, you can sell an ice cube to a polar bear. Exactly. Like I just want to see the best of the best. And it's like content is a great way to get there. I'm sure my Twitter followers are tired of my non-lacrosse Twitter followers are tired of me. I get on Twitter for like 20, 30 minutes at a time and I retweet and like every lacrosse thing I see, and then I get off. And then you're like, go pack, go. I just do this. Yeah, literally. And then you see that one Packers tweet in there. And it's just like, that's what I do like five times a day on Twitter. That's just my life. Plus, the the Nighthawks had a follow-up tweet to the schedule video. And it says, yes, this is an incredibly niche reference, but it's trending on TikTok. So here we are. Fantastic. We're glad that you are aware of how just so good. Just so good. Um but yeah, we'll be we'll be tweeting at all of these teams throughout the season too to get them to pander to DJ like that. Just best believe that's going to be content on our Twitter timeline at OTB Laxpod. Um, 
But again, San Diego, you could make the biggest move of the offseason. Join the rest of your Western Conference squads and get on board with following us. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, we have, we have we have a little little fun fun little conversation because you know how we brought up Diggs being a, a big NLL guy trademark. Mm-hmm. Steve Govett, Seals, big time uh, president of the Seals Lacrosse Club, tweeted at Diggs tape and said, "You can sit with me anytime at Diggs tape. We can learn together. <laughs> we can learn together." <laughs> Steve Govett follows us on Twitter. San Diego, your team president's following us. Let, let's fix that. Let's 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 amend some things here. It's San Diego, it's Toronto, Georgia, and Buffalo. Buffalo, you saw what happened when we embraced your chaos, boys. Like your whole team follows OTB. What are you doing? I mean, Buffalo, we have a whole nickname for your squad in our Twitter bio. Hashtag backpack boys. That is originated from the Buffalo Bandits because Josh and Dane put the team on their back. And then subsequently, so did Chase. They put the team on their back and they're the backpack boys. Come on. It's like you and Jared Newman have the hashtags in our bio. Like, let's let's fix some things here, boys. Let's go. Um, we will wrap up with the TV deal news. Everybody knew, for the most part, that the PLL's NBC deal was coming to a close at the end of the 2021 season. Terry Foy from Inside Lacrosse wrote an article today uh, titled, New TV Rights Deal Leads PLL List of Offseason Priorities. Uh, And on the heels of crowning Chaos Lacrosse Club champions of the 2021 PLL season, the league office now turns its focus to the crown jewel of any pro sports property's business strategy, its broadcasting rights deal. Paul Rabel has a quote in here saying, uh, when we structured with NBC in 2018 to start in 2019, our first season, it was a three-year term, so that's up, and we're having conversations with NBC, and there might be other opportunities, or there might be opportunities elsewhere, and all of this, obviously, is a big deal because NBC Sports is shutting down at the end of 2021, so NBC Sports will cease to exist. Obviously, Peacock is still there. Um, but my biggest thing, I think this is all opinion. So don't get your, get your pants in a bunch. I think the PLL is approaching this with an open book because they don't want to have to deal with another Olympic break like they did this year. Obviously there were bye weeks built in for COVID and everything, but there was also that Olympic break where the PLL was on a bye week and couldn't be on Peacock because of the Olympics, and we're going to have the Olympics again throughout what would be uh, another PLL season. So I think to avoid that, they're looking at other avenues. And one thing I picked up this season was when Paul Rabel broke the all-time scoring record for professional outdoor lacrosse, the official ESPN account tweeted at Paul saying, Congratulations. I asked DJ this before we started recording. I've asked multiple people this before in the past. When I saw the tweet, I said, when have you ever seen the official ESPN account tweeting a response to somebody 
congratulating them about something? The answer is never. You never see that. You see the congratulations and like the accolade tweets like that are actual tweets. You don't see the official ESPN account ever responding in a tweet to congratulate somebody or just responding in general, unless it's a follow-up tweet to one of their own tweets, which makes me think ESPN might be in some of these discussions to land the rights for the TV deal for the PLL. I mean, I wouldn't think there isn't a broadcasting station that isn't in these talks. Like, for the past three years, lacrosse has been the most innovative sport. Like they keep saying year after year, they're the breakthrough sport. They're progressing every year. They're getting better. So what company doesn't want to put lacrosse in their TV? It's like, and with ESPN, it makes total sense. They already have college. So they already, you know, have camera setups. They already, you know, have people that could call the games, which I'd rather not, but <laughs> fine. But Which like is, to that point, like, let Anish and only person banned on this podcast, if you're an OG, you know why, call the college game, just like you have people call college football and you have people call, you know, on ESPN, as an example, you have people, you have a Monday night broadcast team. You don't have those same Monday night broadcast team people calling college football. Have different people in the booth. And we both suggested friend of the show good friend greg garenlian should be in the booth one way or another just saying greg is great at the broadcast game he brings knowledge to the sport as a whole and to a niche position it would be electric with greg garenlian in the booth i mean i wouldn't even hate a a niche and quint that are you know that's the main broadcast and then something like a Kyle Harrison, Greg uh, Grunian with, you know, like kind of like the pay team would be great. The, this, the separate broadcast that you can watch if you choose with K18 and, and Greg, Diggs. That, that would be K18 and Diggs or, or dig. Like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even care as long as they're like, they could still go with who they have and then do like a separate broadcast for other people. And that could work too. Like there's, they have so many things set up for them at the otb cast mike rabel let us know you know maybe just saying but it's just like you know espn has already a setup for lacrosse and they have a lot of ideas and other things that they could use for lacrosse as well so it's not a terrible idea for them to try and monopolize almost the game of lacrosse Mm -hmm. go ahead and pick up the uh, the pll the nll is searching for a deal in America as well. So it's like they have a chance to kind of go for that big three and scoop up, you know, the uh, PLL and the NLL after they already have college and they play the high school games here and there as well. So it's like they could take over totally. lacrosse and, and take it to a new level with obviously everything that ESPN does. And yeah, 100%. And no matter where it ends up, like we all know the content team that's coming from the league itself is going to deliver. I think the only sad thing I would be like presenting to myself that I'd be upset with if um, the PLL left NBC is we'd lose that dynamic trio, the the triple B's. We'd lose Burke, Boyle, and, and Burmeister, which would be such a huge loss because that broadcast team is amazing at what they do. They bring it each and every week. 
Um, so that would be a huge bummer in my opinion. Yeah, I would hate to see the three Bs go. Like they've done a great job with NBC and helping lacrosse grow, helping the PLL and the relationship they've grown with the PLL and the players and the fans. Like there aren't too many lacrosse fans that don't know who Paul Burmeister is because he's talking to their favorite player on the sideline once a weekend. You know, like they've developed a rapport with the fans and the company. So like it's bittersweet, you know, either we say And Burke is just so good. Like, no offense to the people that filled in for him when he was doing the Olympics this year, but, like, my goodness, is he just great? Because of the the similarities between lacrosse and hockey, because he does everything for the Islanders, like, my goodness, he's he's just such a, a supreme talent in the play-by-play game that, like, his calls are just unbelievable. And then we got Boyle. Hold on. Freeze it right here. <laughs> I'm about to scream. Freeze it right here. So loud. <laughs> One of the best Joe Keegan memes ever. I'm about to scream. Freeze it right here. So motherfucking loud. The equivalent of Mike Breen's I'm about to yell bang. So motherfucking loud. Again, we need Mike Breen calling a lacrosse game at some point. Oh, my. Could you could you imagine if he called when Miles Jones ran over Curtis Dixon? Here's Can you Miles imagine... Dixon. Bring it up Imagine the Curtis him, Dixon stepping up and bang! Mike Breen. I love that we do the Mike Breen bit like once a month. Imagine Mike Breen calling a perk two bomb. Perkovich pulling up from two. Bang! Bang! No, 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 no. That Connor Kelly from half. Here's Connor Kelly, time winding down. He winds up, he shoots from 10, <laughs> forever away. And bang! It goes in! She imagine we called that Josh Byrne like four button combo in the bubble. Oh. Byrne goes between his legs. Bang! Or who was it that hit a two bomb? Or no, 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 no. Um, we gotta we gotta get him calling a Mark Lucini save. Or if he we calls it Jared Newman too. Newman from thirty yards. A bang! It's a Newman nuke. Bang! Bang! Chaos win! I need him calling that Mark Glassini block on Sergio Perkovic to tie the game at the end. <laughs> Perkovic winds up for two. And it's a click! Comes. It's a click! It's a click! And bang! I'm right in the back. And then boils it. I'm going to freeze it right here. And bang! <laughs> Everyone is right here. As you can see, full extension. And it's in the bang! It hits him in the back. I know there's some people out there that are trying to be like us, but they could not be like us. You can't deliver a Mike Breen segment once a month and have people still rocking with you like they do with us. Actually, <laughs> I know people are tired of hearing bang. I'll it will never, never end. It's one of my favorite bits. I'll never get tired of hearing bang. Like, no, I will I will go to my deathbed saying that Mike Breen needs to call a cross game and Pat McAfee needs to call a cross game. Oh my god, the Pat McAfee. <laughs> I need it. Or, he would or, be electric. Or Charles Barkley and, and uh Kendrick Perkins. It's just oh terrible. <laughs> what are they even doing out there? They, they got these sticks. And Shaq. 
Oh my God. Charles, Charles, that's just terrible. Charles, that, that's just terrible. You know, Charles, what are you Charles. talking about? What are you, what are you talking about, son? What you mean, Charles? You don't know what the game of lacrosse is. Man, listen here, Shaq. You got you got a just delivery here. I don't think the Redwoods are going to win the game. That's my lock of the game. I'm gonna hit the button, bring in the marching band. That is my lock of the game. Redwoods go on to win by fifty. Literally. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Shaq. Like you, you just can't go out there and not hit two bombs against this team. <laughs> the Chrome have no two bomb threats. They're not gonna win. I tell you what, Shaq. I love that Colin Heacock right there. I love Colin Heacock on Peacock. Peacock on Peacock, man. That's that's the move. Peacock on Peacock. I love Heacock on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Everyone probably hates us. If you oh, listen to this part of the podcast and you it. haven't already, leave a five star rating and review. Let us know. Put I want you guys to put hashtag Heacock on Peacock. If you got to this part of the podcast, Please. leave a five star review, five stars only. Hashtag Heacock on Peacock. If you got to this point of the podcast, be a friend, tell a friend. Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify if you don't have an iPhone. Follow us on social media, especially the San Diego Seals, Buffalo Bandits, Toronto Rock, Georgia Swarm. The handle is at OTB Laxpod. Just let us know. Drop that follow, besties. Uh, at OTB Laxpod, Twitter, Instagram. Follow DJ on Twitter at SCS underscore next. Great. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Also, Happy National Podcast Day on the day we're recording this. Best damn day on the planet. Truly, like, can't say it enough. Podcasting changed my life for good. It's what I want to do for my career. Love this damn thing. Love being able to sit down with Matt, with DJ, with Dylan every single week and recording these stupid podcasts that we get to record. And I use stupid because we're stupid, not that the podcast is stupid. Um You guys are the best damn podcast listeners on the planet. Thanks for listening to the number six lacrosse podcast on the fan voting. Um, Be sure to follow us on social media. Like I said, check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Hashtag Heacock on Peacock. If you got to that part of the podcast, we want to see. We want to see the real ones. Uh, And if you've already left a five star review, take your mom or dad's phone take your best friend's phone and do it that way it's free uh obviously give it back but take their phone leave the five-star review be a friend tell a friend and uh big thank you to our sponsors tom Shades, stateside urban craft vodka and kenwood beer go to tomogshades.com use our promo code usp you get 25 percent off your order at checkout Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Get the vodka soda party packs at statesidevodka.com. Got to be 21 or older to do so. Don't be stupid. And please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer. Go to kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker. See who's got Kenwood on tap. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 189 of the Outside the Box podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For DJ, I'm KB. Till next week, guys, we are signing off. Peace. Peace.